Hello, everybody, and welcome to this 11th episode of the Couples Develop podcast. As always, we're so happy you're here with us. My name is Bridget, and I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student. I am here with my boyfriend, Justin, who's a financial planner, and we are so excited you are joining us for another podcast, another podcast, not podcast, about personal development um, as it relates to individuals and are joining us to talk more about that today. Thanks for being with yes, us. Yes, welcome to our I I don't know what that was. I think I honestly just said podcast, which is not a word. This, um... That's okay. I live in the country and there are like cows, so maybe that's where it came from. Well, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> well, today we have um, a topic that I know is something definitely that relates to personal development and is something that Justin and I talk about often. And that's just kind of the general topic of self discovery. Um, So I think it's kind of a hot button word these days. There's a lot of phrases like you have to find yourself, um, things like that. And I just thought that Justin and I would spend a little time talking about um, what does self discovery has meant for us and kind of how we found it's related in our own lives as well as um, in our relationship. Well, Bridget is the one that uh, thought of this amazing topic for this week, and this is something that I obviously feel strongly about as well. So, uh, Bridget, thanks for bringing this up, and what what do you have to share with us? Well, always, and thanks for joining me, as always. Um, Yeah, I think that this is obviously something that um, hits both of us, and we've talked about often. I think... Um, when I think of self-discovery just in like a, a kind of like a modern day context, I think a lot about that you have to find yourself um, kind of almost cliche quote, I guess. And I think it's interesting because I think, you know, first hearing that um, phrase, you have to find yourself um, before I was kind of into personal development. I, I thought so much of like, OK, like you find yourself and then you're found and life's good. And you kind of like hit this destination. And I think that sometimes um, that phrase and phrases like it can really get people to think that um, self-discovery is a destination and, you know, you get there and you realize it and um, you've kind of made it in a sense. And I think it's so important to realize that self-discovery is something that you have the opportunity to do every single day. Uh, regardless of how your day was yesterday, you know, if there was things you're thinking, ah, shoot, you know, I I wish I would have tried harder at this, or I I wish I would have done that, you know, each day, each moment, you have the opportunity to try something different, get outside of your comfort zone, try something new, um, react and do something that you never that you've been scared to do or, or take an opportunity. And so I think that that's kind of my um, something I really think of right off the bat when I think of self discovery is that you discover yourself literally every day. And I, and I think that's, you know, the older we get, we kind of get more secure in in our identities and more secure in who we are. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean that the journey ends there. Wow. That's, that's very profound and deep. I think that you are the next uh, Gandhi uh, to be his (laughs) grace or presence in this world. But I love how you said that it's a process every day. You know, I I mean, we don't really touch on it a a whole lot or explicit, but I mean, both of us are in our 20s. And I know a lot of 
people in their 20s listen to our podcast. Uh, but from a 20-year-old perspective, I think it's so common to think, oh my gosh, like I'll, by, by the time I'm 25 or by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm 35, mm-hmm. whatever, that John and Stacy did this and so should I, or they own this or they have this job or, you know, they have an iPhone or I, <laughs> I'm just using blanket statements mm-hmm. there. But at the end of the day, for self-discovery, it's what you want. And I know normally at the end of the podcast, we talk about book recommendations. And I'm going to share mine already here. One of my favorite books and one of the, when I first started getting into personal development, uh, was a book called The Alchemist. And basically, Mm -hmm. it was a story about a boy who had a, was sleeping and he got a dream uh, and in the dream, there was a treasure that he had to be found. And the story mm-hmm. is about how he went after his dream. And of course, there were some highs, lows, and everything like that. Uh, but the point is, is that through pursuing what he thought he wanted or, or whatnot, that he ultimately learned a lot about himself. And I think at the end of the day, you know, a self-discovery you're just trying to be a better person than you were the, than the day before. And you're just trying to be happy. And if you follow your curiosity and your heart, while as corny as that is, uh, I think you have a higher, you increase the percentages of being able to have that happen to you. That the only way to do that is there's a price to pay for that. And it's a price that many people, in my opinion, don't really like. And that's, ultimately journaling or going on walks of really kind of thinking, okay, are, are my actions in line with where I think I want to be next week, a month, a year from now? Obviously, we can't control where we end up, but it is on us, in my opinion, to be thoughtful about how we're spending our time, that if we're a compass or we're a roadmap, um, are we tracking the people we hang out with and the things that we're putting in our lives that are, that will help us or give us the greatest opportunity to arrive at uh, the destination we think is the end. Ultimately there is no end. Uh, But where we think we want to be 10 years, 15, 20 years from now while enjoying the present. So, Oh, I, the alchemist read it. Great book. Great book. Next Gandhi right here. That's you. No, I, hon, I think that that was such, so many great points you had right there. And I love that you brought up The Alchemist because you did share with me The Alchemist when we first started dating and I read it as well. And um, yeah, it's so much, that book um, is a good, um, is a good way to highlight the fact that it is so much about the journey. Um, And kind of Justin touched on it when he first started talking about, you know, we always kind of think like, oh, when I'm 25, when I'm married, when I have kids, when I get this job, you know, just X, Y, Z things of kind of that idea that I think we can all kind of fall into that trap of like, I'll be happy when. And I think subconsciously, we all know it's not true. But then at the same time, we're always kind of like looking forward to something. And I think it's so important to realize like, okay, like, well, who are who are you today? And like, those are all amazing things to look forward to. And like Justin said, we, we can't 
um, control where we end up, but it is in our control to do things that are going to set us up for the best possible outcome, whatever that looks like to you, whatever you're shooting for. Um, but to kind of like take time to reflect as Justin suggested of, okay, well, you know, hypothetically, like, yeah, if the dream is a new job, if the dream is a relationship, if the dream is, if the dream is, um, physical fitness, okay, what kind of person mentally, emotionally do I want to be when I achieve that goal? And to work on like those things today and okay, what steps can I take today? What plan can I make that's going to set me up for that goal? Um, Because I think that makes the whole self-discovery journey so much more motivating and so much more intentional because you have a place in mind that you want to be while also realizing, okay, but I'm in the present now and I'm happy with who I am now. Sure, when and if I achieve those goals, whatever they are personally for me, that's going to be awesome. But at the same time, I'm not like waiting to be happy or waiting to you kind of know who I am until then. Well said. I mean, one of the quotes I love in the book is you must always know what it is that you want. And looking at it from a practicality standpoint, well, I'm 20, I'm young, or I'm in high school or college, or I'm in my thirties, uh, whatever. How am I supposed to know what I want? You don't need to know what, what you want. It's what do you think you want? Those are two entirely different things is uh, you're never going to have it figured out. We never will. It's evolving. It's like the earth or the sun winter that the polars change that our lives are like a season that our tastes and desires of preferences will change over time. And that's why. So the actionable step, the type A in me right now is saying, if you're listening to this, you know, what do you think that you want and are your actions, who you hang around with, who you're dating, who you're not dating, uh, where you're living, uh, where you're working, are those, do you think in line with where you want? And if ultimately it comes back to you saying, well, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Or I don't know what I think I want. Mm-hmm. Eventually that is, does, that, that does fall on you at some point to to think that. And, and if you say, I think I want to be a painter, we'll try it. And if you don't like it, well, you're probably, at least you can cross that one off the list. But I, I, I guess it, it, I get a little peeved when, when I hear that answer a lot, because I feel like that is a, a easy escape out while being fully sympathetic that it is difficult and no one's just going to figure it out one day, but you have to be trying. Otherwise, you're never going to have a, a sense of purpose. And when, as you said, once you do have a sense of purpose, it's not, you're not always going to feel fulfilled. It's, it's, um, yeah. it's just an evolving thing. There's no one day that um, on day one I found purpose, and, and, or five years ago I found purpose, and every day has been joyful since then. And, It's been all butterflies and whatever that your body or your mind, I'm sure scientists have scientific studies can say with it, but you get used to whatever level that you're at and um, you don't, all that feeling doesn't stay with you every single day, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not like some, like we were saying before, it's a journey. It's not some ultimate destination. Um, you said something there that really struck something in me. Oh, yeah. I I listened to a TED Talk once. I love TED Talks. Um, and there was a quote that was said, and it said it was something like, I don't think it was exactly this, but it was something like, 
clarity is born out of action. And that always really stuck with me. And I think it's exactly what Justin was saying as far as, um, you know, it's, it's okay to not know what you want, especially, you know, in, you know, in, in your teens and in your twenties, you know, really, and really whenever in life, I know those are just two points in my life that I really resonate with having been there and thinking like, yeah, it's really overwhelming to have all these options. You don't know what you're going to do, but yeah, to just eventually pick something. And like Justin said, if you really don't know what you want to do and you're interested in painting, but you're not really sure, (laughs) try it out. And the very worst thing that could happen is painting's not for you and you have to try something else. But at the same time, I I hope you understand too, that of course that's not the worst thing because at least you tried it and you learned something and you learned something more about yourself. Uh, You learned why you didn't like painting. You maybe, you, and you got, um, you know, even if it was just that you knew that you didn't want to paint anymore, you at least are a little bit closer to figuring out kind of what you, what you do want, even if it's one step closer, that's way closer than you were before. Um, And I think too, um, as far as like, I think it can get really confusing knowing what you want in today's um, modern society too, because I think there's so many overwhelming choices, right? And there's so much noise constantly going on around us and we're, you know, on constantly on our phones and on social media and um, living in a very materialistic world and and, in so much comfort um, that I've really found too that a really important step in the self-discovery process is thinking, um, it is taking time to reflect and truly quiet time, like whatever that means to you, whether that's like sitting in a room or going on walks, like Justin suggested journaling, um, li- sitting in your car, like without any music or anything playing. Um, I think it's really amazing what can come to you just in those moments of quiet. Like I know I've shared with Justin, um, when I first started getting into personal development, I listened to a lot of like personal development things and it was all really exciting to me. And it's all great stuff. I just, I couldn't get enough of it. I was always reading things, listening to podcasts, listening to TED Talks. And like, it was all really good stuff and really good ideas. But it was like, I kept like pouring stuff in like as fast as I could without like taking time to kind of like sort it out and like figure out how it applies to my own life. So it was kind of like, I had all this like personal development knowledge, but no action to go along with it. And so I think, you know, you can, you can, it's all good stuff. You know, you can read as many books as you want to do and and that's great. And you can listen to as many podcasts as you want. And, you know, all of those things are such important things, but to really take time to reflect with yourself silently and just think, okay, how does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my life? And how do I want to use this? Because otherwise I was just finding that I was like constantly pouring good ideas in without actually taking any actionable steps towards the goals I had and towards the person I wanted to be. Um, having learned those things. That's a very big deal, Bridget. So yes, thank you for sharing that with the listeners. And I guess I'll put our little disclosure out here since we're talking about this, that, and and I'll share my opinion on this, that first off, when we're talking about self-discovery or anything like this, Bridget and I are not talking as if, oh, we figured it out and this is it. And looking at the internet, there's a lot of self-proclaimed gurus, life coaches, whatever. And I just be really cautious. I, I think the most important skill, if you're listening to this and you're into personal development, exact, is an exact good Bridget just said, is of being able to take information and to really think about how it applies to you. Because at the end of the day, any guru you listen to, any professional, any person that you 
mentally maybe put on a pedestal that you're not even aware of, uh, they don't have it figured out. They may give the illusion mm-hmm. that they do. They may pretend that uh, if you follow their three-step system or buy their book, that all of a sudden your life will be figured out. That's a, if, in my opinion, if you live your life thinking that somebody else is, somebody else has everything figured out and they know everything. And if you just follow them with what they have to say, then you're good. I, I think that is a recipe for failure because I always, being a high school baseball coach, I always tell people too, you, you need to know how to think for yourself. You need to be able to know whether or not you should go left or right. And if you don't know the answer, which one is your gut telling you and why? And then go back and learn from that rather than wait to be told what, which direction you should go. Because at the end of the day, uh, that builds a confidence muscle. And then no matter what life throws at you, if, if you're used to being able to make your own decisions and to think for yourself and to then be able to seek counsel or advice from people coming from a position of strength uh, rather than weakness of please help me, um, you're going to be able to handle anything that life throws at you. So that's my kind of 20 second item of don't put people on a pedestal. Don't think that even your parents, teachers, professors have everything figured out because they don't because life is always is evolving, always is changing. And so will they be. They may very very well have good things to say, but at the end of the day, they don't know you. And if you don't know you, there's no way they can actually help you. Mm-hmm. So true. So true that, yeah, I mean, everyone's on this journey together and no one has it totally figured out. And I think that was really well said that a big part of self-discovery too, um, you know, is just that, that trust and that confidence in yourself that's bit, built through a variety of things. Um, yeah, I think that it's really easy to, to look up to people and to admire what they're doing, um, but also to always come back to, okay, you know, that that's great and that's awesome. But um, like, for example, like one of my um, mentors, I mean, she doesn't know she's a mentor, but like person I really admire is Brene Brown and um, she's great. Uh, she does a lot of work just on like shame and vulnerability and tough topics like that, that has really inspired and impacted me. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, she tells, she um, inspires a ton of people and she's certainly inspired my life. And, but at the end of the day, I'm not Brene Brown, I'm Bridget. And so, you know, how does her work impact me and how does that change my life? How can I take what I've learned from her and so many other people and make it work for my life and make my life, um, create the life that I want, I guess, because at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're not the person you're looking up to and they, they have amazing things to say and, um, they, they can inspire you and they can lead you to, um, discover more about yourself and your life. But at the end of, end of the day, you're not them. And so, so important to, uh, mold it to how it fits for you in your life. Good stuff. Well, everybody get out your journals and go on walks and start the process and continue the process of self-discovery. Woohoo! Yeah, I think that um, it can it can be a really fun process. And like at the end of the day, I mean, this is something um, that I kind of was just thinking about yesterday. Um, and sometimes I think it's really hard to kind of think of, oh, like, who am I? Like, what do I even enjoy doing? And I think that um, with all the unfortunate things that have been caused by COVID-19, 
um I I it's caused a lot of reflective time a, a lot of reflective time and a lot of a lot more quiet time that I know a lot of us haven't had previously and so I know for myself I've been trying a lot of new things and um just Justin and I have been going on dates and, you know, being more physically active and doing outdoor activities. And like one thing I had always kind of thought of like, oh, that might be fun. That might be fun is golf. And I'm terrible, <laughs> but I have gone golfing and hit a few golf balls these past um, couple months and I've had a blast. And um, it definitely, you know, doesn't mean I'm <laughs> going to be a, a golf athlete anytime soon and that I'm any good at it, but it's a really fun activity. And it's something that I always, you know, put myself off from trying because I'm like, oh, that's something that my dad and my brothers do or, oh, that's something that, you know, Justin does. It's not something we'll do together. But then just with COVID-19, it's kind of like, oh, I don't have anything else to do anyways. I, I might as well go. I might as well try it. And so, you know, I think that there's definitely um, just just one little thing that I know have, has worked for me is, you know, trying something that you don't know if you'll like, but just the sheer fact of trying it is going to build your confidence and maybe help you discover something that you actually really enjoy that you didn't know before or not. And that's okay too. And for everyone listening, Bridget is so good at golf and so strong. She, uh, when she made contact with a golf ball, she, she blew it up. Very good. Very powerful. For everyone listening, uh, Justin is extremely patient and <laughs> actually went golfing with me and watched me swing at one ball like seven different times um, and pranked me by giving me an explosive golf ball. So everyone listening, if you have an avid golfer in your um, that you're dating or is a friend of yours or whatever, uh, don't let them tell you that um, golf balls are fil filled with powder that explode after being hit too hard <laughs> because he tricked me, but it was really funny. Well, good, good stuff. What else is on the podcast for today, Bridget? Uh, well, we did have um, someone write in with a question. I can go ahead and read that. Okay. Oh, looks like it's Cheryl. All right. It is Cheryl. Okay. So Cheryl wrote to Justin and I, and she said, my name is Cheryl. And I recently started dating someone six months ago. I found it easier to balance my other primary relationships, like my family and close friends earlier in our relationship. However, now that he and I have become more serious, I feel as though I'm constantly dropping the ball and fail to make anyone happy with my decisions. There doesn't seem to be enough time to spend adequate time with all those I love. Any advice? Question mark. Ooh, she's in the honeymoon phase. No, yes, nearing that six-month mark. Um, I personally, I think this is a really common, uh, a really common question, and just something I think a lot of people struggle with, just with any new change in your life, whether that be a relationship or a new job or um, moving or something like that. I think it can be really challenging in a busier season or when something. Um, you know, you, ha you have something new on your plate, albeit a really good thing, like a new relationship, um, can definitely make things that have kind of been more status quo in your life seem a little bit more complicated. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, I think this is something I'm constantly learning in my self-discovery journey, but um, you can, you, it's never, first of all, your job to make anyone happy. Um, you know, we, we can only control ourselves and our actions and communicate and communicate well, we can never control how other people feel or, you know, how we make other people feel or, 
um, how they react. And again, of course, we always want our loved ones to feel very loved and cared for by us and um, have our actions have the best possible outcome. But, you know, in a situation like this, um, it kind of comes down to what do you want? Um, You know, as in Cheryl, you know, if I I think it's really up to her to to decide, um, you know, how much time does she have to dedicate um, to her personal life and to achieving her goals and living the life that she has to with her personal goals and her um, responsibilities while also spending time to get to know um, her boyfriend and to grow their relationship that seems to be getting more serious um, while also, of course, spending time with the loved ones that have always been there for her. And um, I think something that can be really helpful is to just have an open conversation with both your significant other, um, if that's the situation, or and your family and friends and just kind of say, hey, I feel like I'm juggling a, juggling a lot right now. I'm really trying to have time for all of you. You, you know, how, how are you all feeling? <laughs> And having that conversation, not as like a group discussion, but like individually and just kind of saying like to um, her significant other, hey, you know, how are we feeling about the time we're spending? Is it too much? Is it too little? Is it quality time? Um, How has that been? And and then checking in with her friends and her family, too, and just uh, welcoming, you know, any any feedback they have, because I think it's often that we can create stories in our heads as far as, oh, like they're mad at me or, you know, I'm not making anyone happy. I'm failing. Um, but you know, you never know, maybe her, maybe Cheryl's family and friends don't feel that way at all. Um, and are happy for her new relationship and, and understand that she's in a busier season and it could be as simple as that. So I think to kind of stop the negative spin cycle of thoughts of, oh, you know, I'm failing and, and my relationships are, you know, not going the way I had hoped they would, but to just openly communicate and say, Hey guys, I'm trying, how am I doing? Um, and then go from there. Did you have any thoughts on that one, Justin? Very powerful comments there. Uh, No, I would just say one, I I think it's incredible insights on her part to recognize or even have these thoughts that she thinks that she's using her language, dropping the ball uh, to making anyone happy. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I look at it as that she's aware of it now. And then the ball is kind of in her court to figure have to figure out how she's going to fix it. You know, she can ultimately, she ultimately can control how she spends her time or can work her schedule around and whatnot. So at least, and like you said, talk to her family about it. So I just give her kudos that she's aware of it. And it's since she's aware of it, now she has the opportunity to play around with, with it or experiment with different ways on how they could spend time together. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think that that's um, a good comment about her self-awareness and yeah, that, you know, she's in control of her time. Um, Having now realized that I think that's the key to change. So thanks for sharing that. Yes. Well, I know that you shared um, a book recommendation of the alchemist Earlier, did you have any other recommendations for the listeners this week? Um, other recommendations? I'll touch on an article next week that uh, talks okay. about how some married couples are using, or soon-to-be-married couples were using expenses that were going for a wedding for other expenses. So I, I'll share that next week. But I'll share another book right now. I was telling Bridget this week that 
I've noticed cycles in my own life of how things are changing. But the book is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I read this book when I was a senior in college. And basically, it's a uh, it's a sales pitch on why everybody should get up at 5 a.m., that the most productive people get up at well, under or before five or at five, et cetera, start out their morning with affirmations and stretching and visualizations and all good things uh, for it. So I'd say that's a great, easy book to read. And my one comment on being a morning riser, which was to Bridget, that I noticed in the summertime, I get up at close to five, but in the wintertime, I turn into a night owl and get up later. So I, at the end of the day, yeah. it's, again, what preference, whatever gets you most productive is the most important thing. Everyone has, uh, just like how some people like Coke, some people like Pepsi, at the end of the day, what makes you most productive, what makes you most excited to live. And instead of just telling everyone, oh, you should only get up in the morning or, oh, you should only be a night owl, everyone's different. But the book is a very good read, regardless of whether you consider yourself a night owl or a morning person. Well said. How about you? Yeah. Well said. I, I like that. And yeah, definitely a good one for sure. Um, my recommendation is some a person, kind of. Um, so her name's Karen Purvis. Um, she has unfortunately passed away, but her work um, is super impactful. And um, she created what's called the Karen Purvis Institute at TCU at Texan Texas Christian University. Um, and they do a lot of work um, with foster and adoptive kids. So it's something that I've been digging into uh, for my work um, and for school. Um, she also authored a book called The Connected Child, and she has some YouTube videos if you just uh, Google Karen Purvis. And uh, her main kind of premise is that she created a... Um, I guess I would call it like a therapeutic intervention or approach called TBRI, which stands for trust-based relational intervention. And um, it's, like I said, it's aimed at uh, foster and adoptive kiddos, but, um, and it's basically just kind of chatting about how it's so important to build a connecting bond with um, those kids. And then uh, that trust is what's going to set them up for success in your own family and into the future and kind of, um, it set them up for a more positive future than they have had in the past. Um, but the whole premise is that that trust-based um, relational intervention is something we can take into our lives and all our relationships. And I've just been getting a kick. My nerd self has been getting a kick out of that, uh, those trainings lately and just kind of learning how uh, we're such relational beings and how important it is that we pay attention to those things and um, spend time in our relationships and be the best person we can be to relate with others well, whether that's our family or our significant others or our coworkers. Um, I thought it was appropriate for the podcast. So that's my nerdy recommendation. Well, we're, we are a bunch of nerds and, and uh... yep. that we are. Well, thanks for sharing that, Bridget. Yes, yes. Well, I, the time just flew, but I am so glad that we talked about this today. As always, you can reach Justin and I at couplesdevelop um, at gmail.com with any questions or comments or anything that you want to reach out to us about. And we look forward to seeing you next week for episode number 12. Already. Wow. Aaron Rodgers number. But thank you for listening, yes. everybody.
Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And we are so excited to have us join, have you join us for another week. Yes. Thank you for listening to our, to our podcast today. All right, guys, take care.